morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. We've gotten so good at that. We really have. Well, <laughs> hey, welcome to season three of Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days. My name is John. My name's Arvin. And behind the scenes of our best days, for those of you, if it is your very first episode, yes. this is a podcast yes, about... Yes, a podcast. It's, we are talking about, at our church at Victory Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we say a confession every service, every chapel, everywhere you go. Uh, mm -hmm. My best days are right in front of me. And we're grateful that because of God, that is true. But yes. we also know that everyone has a behind the scenes of their best days. Some of us are idiots. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying me. No, but. sure, sure. Us collectively in humanity. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I am an idiot. Well, sometimes. sometimes. And uh, but I, I and so the whole point of this is to kind of talk about behind the scenes of, you know, how to build your best days or what your best days look like. Yeah. Just basically looking behind the scenes of, of what we are doing. Right. And some of the things that we will all the lens that we are looking through uh -huh. is victory church yeah obviously if you guys don't attend the church or maybe if you could care less about the church sure. or maybe if you yeah. believe in god or you don't believe in god but sure. you're in business or you're in leadership right or you're a, a single parent father or right. you're a single parent mother yeah um or you're just single yeah you know like maybe regardless a married right. yes yeah. a human yeah whatever you are doing yeah hopefully you can listen uh, to what we say, not as being like that we know what we're talking about. No, sure. But you're able to understand that what we are what we are trying to say is is kind of like whenever you look behind the scenes at something, there is a lot of things that you can apply yeah. to whatever you're doing in life. Yeah. Principles. Absolutely. Things that, what we've learned. What, what we've we're learned. curious about. Yeah. I mean, our lens, like you said, is uh, we work at a local church serving our pastors, Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley. For sure. But we also are trying to live a life. And so it's like, what do you learn about people? What do you learn about life? Hey, so yeah, the yeah. angle of looking at the world from a church perspective, especially in 2022, is fantastic. Sure. So right now we are currently, um, whenever you're listening to this, we are in the last Wednesday in January 2022. That's right. And but that's when we're recording this today, mm -hmm. and but we're also this is the first day of Nights we, of Faith. That's Conference. right. So we have a brand new. I mean, we started this last year. I say we like you and I did, but though <laughs> Victory Paul, started Victory doing this last yeah. year, and they uh, impressively, I should say, recorded several, several, like over a dozen new songs. New songs, and, and then an have been releasing them on like a three album platform. The two first two have come out. For sure. And um yeah. So tonight is night one of it and it's even lengthier this year, which yeah, is exciting. So th they're recording again yeah, a so second more album. Music. They've been writing and so much. Last year Nights of Faith was the first year we were doing it. Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley felt like this conference we yeah. do a victory conference, which is right. It kicks off the year. Yeah. And there are things like uh, um, that we push like our Bible college, our right, school, right, right. getting involved in the youth, the kids, being right. here at the church. Yeah. Um, Nights of Faith is more so like, hey, let's do it in January. Mm -hmm. And this is, we're not pushing anything. Sure. It's literally to stir people's faith for the year. It's amazing. Yeah. So we're really grateful for speakers like Jonathan Stockstill and Incredible. Mike Todd wow. and yeah. Timberlake, Pastor yeah, Tim Timberlake. Tim Timberlake. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're really excited to hear that but it's a very worshipful atmosphere i love it so it's not as like boop bop beep sure. like like a yeah. conference sure it is definitely more worshipful definitely. and whenever i said boop bop beep some of you guys are like what does that even mean <laughs> there's a lot of uh if you've been to a victory conference or have watched online there's a whole lot happening it's all hands on deck 
with every department. We're showcasing. It's sort of like, hey, if you want to find out what Victory is about, come to Victory Conference, which is why it happens right. in August. Yeah. A lot of college students come back to town for that time. Uh, this one, if I can assume Say correctly, it. is more so like, hey, you have a, a year coming up, and I bet if it's anything like the last couple of years, Woo! there's going to be an opportunity for you to get better. And it's also segues into what we want to talk about today, which is there is natural instinctual talent or grit and being able to just like perform with your willpower. But the last couple of years have proven to almost everybody in the Every world. Every single person. It's not about that only. So, so you're going to need so so today is talent versus professional. Yeah. But through the lens of what God does totally. through that. Right. There, there's a scripture in the Bible whenever they're talking about like how difficult it is for a rich person to get into heaven. Yeah. And the disciples are like, well, wait a second. Is money bad? He's like, no, no, no. no. But when you have everything, mm -hmm. it's hard to like give up the thing that you've probably tied your identity to. Right, right. Whatever. The rich young ruler, that that's the story in the Bible. Yeah. Rich young, your riches could be um, your fame or whatever your reputation, your reputation yeah. whatever you've uh, tied your identity to. Very Because he was basically wow. like, give the thing that you value the most. Right. Give that away. Right, right, right. And follow me. Uh-huh. Um, for that guy, it was his riches, mm -hmm. you know, and then they were, and then they were like, well, then if it's difficult for that person who did everything great, yeah, like it, that just seems so hard, like yeah, to enter the kingdom of God, if right. he can't enter the kingdom of God right. and I'm a fisherman and I cuss a lot, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how can anyone enter the kingdom of God? And wow. then Jesus says, Jesus says, uh, Unless you wait, which which scripture are we talking about? <laughs> hey. I'm trying to quote this. Um, not so basically, when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, "Who then can be?" Oh, saved? right. And he says, "Well, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible." So Matthew 19, that's what it is. With God all things are possible. So that's there's right. a lot of things that if you're like, well, um, if what we are getting ready to, I, I say that that scripture. Because like sometimes we'll talk about talent versus professional, and we're not here to bash on people who are no, talented. Of course, but when we're talking about practical things that make someone professional, right? It's kind of like you go, well, then, uh, like, who in the world can be professional? Again, <laughs> we are looking at it through the lens of God. So it's like with the grace of God, right. we believe that anyone who's listening or watching, there's something that God has put on your heart to do. Yeah, and you don't know when it's going to happen, right. and you may be frustrated and tired and worn out and being like. When are these things that I've been praying for, dreaming mm -hmm. of, that mm -hmm. I've written down, and every single sermon that talks about New Year's resolutions or mm, goals? Sure. Maybe you've gotten a life coach and you go, when is this thing going to happen? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right now, we're yeah. going to work on those professional habits to make you a professional. And when you build something that is that, mm. it is God and the grace of God yeah. that brings forth those opportunities. You don't have to force them. Right. And so the whole reason why we're talking about talent versus professional is because we believe that everyone there is some there is a call of God on your life. Mm -hmm. And this call of God is for you. Uh, there's a reason why there's desires in your heart. Yeah. God put them there. Definitely. If you're a follower of God, God put those desires in your heart. Absolutely. Now, as you pray for the will of God mm -hmm. to be like your compass to kind of guide you where, yeah. where where you're supposed to be going, yeah. you're like, okay, so how can I get there? Sure. So really today is like, how can I get there? Yeah. Yeah. And what we're talking about is the behind the scenes of how can we get there? Yeah. Now, of course, you're listening to people who are not there yet. Sure. But what we have learned behind the scenes yeah. is that there are some practical steps that you can take to position yourself. Right. Right. For that. Yeah. 
And so you go, well, well then who will be able to get those things? Well, yeah. with man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Yeah. Um, there are, are some things that you will be able to do without even thinking you're For natural sure. in, For sure. you know, Praise something God. that, awesome. uh, that, I, I grew up, it, you and me, we mm. grew up with parents who were in ministry. For sure. So if someone was like, hey, we need you to get up and do announcements, or it's a staff, it's an all yeah. staff, and they go, hey, can you get up there and do a game? Hey, uh, you know, during Victory Conference, they're like, Arvin, can you get up and do stand-up comedy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Arvin just grabbed the mic and just They were like, this person's it. flight is late. Can you just get up there and make people laugh? And I was like, sure. Yeah, and the yeah. room was full, and you just did it. <laughs> you, just, you didn't have to prepare. And I did some Christian comedy. And he did some Christian comedy, yeah. which <laughs> if it's Christian comedy, it's probably not funny. But anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Which it wasn't that fun. I think people were laughing at how ridiculous it was that I. Was no, just it was up. funny. You did <laughs> a great God. job. I'm grateful. Thank you. But there are certain things that, like, someone can pick up a camera and they can see something, and you go, "Wow, that person is such a talented yeah, photographer. Sure. Wow, that person is such a talented communicator. Wow, that individual is so talented at." art or with numbers in mm -hmm. their accounting or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there are, are professionals that hone their craft mm -hmm. and their strengths do because strengths can typically become comfort zones. Absolutely. Right. And so for instance, I get up, did have, I've told you the story about gateway, right? Computers. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Tell us. So get my dad, I knew that I could just like grab a mic and just talk to the audience. Yeah. So I am like my first year as a youth pastor, my dad goes, Hey John, um, you know, so oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Have Please. I shared it it's, on no, this? No, not on here. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's good. like he's like, Hey John, um, can you do offering? Right. And I was like, Absolutely leaning on my talents because I was like, I can grab a mic and just talk to people. Sure. Now this is in the maybe center. Uh -huh. And if you've ever been to Tulsa, Oklahoma, the maybe center, half of it was like our 9am and 11am service. And you know, mm -hmm. it seats about 1500, 2000. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, a solid number. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> it Literally was a lot. get the mic, you know, young blood, like 2021. And I start talking about, um, because I, I, I know I'm like, God is good. And if you give, then you'll, you know, receive press down, shaking together, running to, oh, yeah, you know, the whole thing you say in children's church. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I begin talking about Bill Gates <laughs> very confidently in this offering sermon. And I'm trying to make an example of how Bill Gates owns Gateway Computers. <laughs> now, Gateway Computers was a thing that came out a long time ago. And if you ever drove through neighborhoods when people would put out their trash, there was a box and it was and it was the color yeah. of like a black and white cow. Right. Like right. a Chick-fil-A black and yeah, white cow. Exactly. And the box was that and it was a gateway computer. Yeah. Now, I did not know that gateway computers had nothing to do with Bill Gates, but I was so confident <laughs> and I was like, you know, guys, like oh, Bill wow. Gates, he honors God with his and I don't know this. <laughs> I'm saying this because I'm relying on talent, right. I decided, I'm like, I'm not gonna prepare for this, I got this. Yeah. I begin in front of these people, yeah. as the pastor's son, to be like, you know, Bill Gates, he, uh, as he honors God, God gave him this, this invention, this idea of the gateway computers. <laughs> and my dad puts his face in his hands <laughs> on the front row. And, and I'm like, so, you know, what is the next dream and invention that God wants to give you as oh you honor goodness. your gifts? Oh, wow. You know, and someone comes up and they go, number one, um, 
how do you know Bill Gates honors God <laughs> yeah. or is saved? Yeah. Number two, gateway computers and Bill Gates have nothing <laughs> to do with each other. And I yeah. go, how was the offering though? Yeah. Like <laughs> how, did, how was the giving? And then they're like, literally you killed the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you go, God wants to talk to you actually. Yeah, God wants to talk to you. <laughs> My dad was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "I I gave you a chance." And I was oh. like, "Dad, I'm sorry. I'm going to crush it this next time." And he goes, "That's not the the goal is not to crush it." Right. Right. Like the goal is not to get up there and be like, "Look how great I communicated." Sure. Absolutely. The goal is to get across yeah. the principle of tithing. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, okay. Right. I got got you, dad." <laughs> I get up in the 11 and I'm like, I do the same thing. I go, you know how Bill Gates <laughs> honors God with his tithes and, and you offerings. Look right at your dad. And, and and I was just like, and I go, now I was just told in the previous service that he has nothing to do with gateway computers, but <laughs> gateway computers is a thing that was an idea that God gave someone. All right, let's take up the offering. Oh and, and everyone was so lost. Everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like um, okay, he didn't use a scripture. Oh like this. So there's countless times I where I would just lean into 100%. this this thing that I was like, okay, if you yeah. give me a mic, I'm comfortable and I don't have to prepare for this. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm sure that all of us have gotten to a point to where, you know, this thing that, and here's the thing, God gave you these gifts and talents for a reason, mm -hmm. but there is a reason behind professional they do prof they do prepare absolutely. absolutely professionals don't go according to their feelings right they go according to their habits right and so the habits that you are setting professionally mm -hmm. set you up mm -hmm. for you know it's it's the story like what we talked about it's the story of the talents mm -hmm. we love that 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 parable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you know behind the scenes of our best days this podcast we've brought up that parable a lot, a lot. because we believe yeah. that whatever god gives you it's your job to multiply 100 percent that that stewardship of your gifts and talents yeah. is not management. Right. Stewardship is multiplication. That's right. So are you working those things mm -hmm. to become professional? Yeah. Your greatest witness mm -hmm. will be doing something great. Yeah. And then someone who doesn't know the Lord mm -hmm. comes to you and go, how did you do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. it, it's not like that yeah. will be, that will be your greatest worship and that can be your greatest witness. Absolutely. Because you know the scripture that do everything as you do it under the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so whenever you are detailed in what you do and you put all of your effort into it, that is some of the greatest worship towards God mm -hmm, more mm -hmm. than a song in a church service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the misconceptions about very successful people is that they just have more talent than everybody else. But I've met... A at this point in my life, I've met a few highly successful people and I've read about a lot of very successful people. And yeah. What things, are the ingredients? The thing that keeps coming back and over and over and over again is that there are often times where they're actually less talented, but they are able to steward their talent better. Whoa. So it's like uh, the talent is like there. You see some like when the, a tree is planted, it's very small compared to what it's supposed to be. Right. But then they attach these wires to it and then these other tent poles around it. Okay. We have some of posts. those out in front of the building. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And what it makes sure is that the tree grows up. I'm looking at some right now out of our window. There are some wires around it. So professionalism 
in this context that we're talking about is having the right container for the talent that God has given you. It's saying, I want the context. Like, so just because I'm a good speaker doesn't mean I'm not going to be punctual. Just because I'm good at this doesn't... Just because I'm a great worship leader doesn't mean that I'm going to show up late. 100% and go, well, I'm, I'm the... You know, it's essentially the opposite of the problem a lot of professional athletes have. Like... Um, Antonio Brown recently, there's this whole controversy. Yeah, where the he dude, was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a just, football player. For any of you guys who don't know who Antonio Brown yeah, is. Yeah, and there's a whole, um, I'm not certain exactly what happened, but the story was that his coach told him to go in. He felt like he was injured, and then he goes, well, you get out of here. Then Antonio Brown proceeds to rip off his shirt and run onto the field while the game during, happening. During the game and while And leave playing. the game. And uh, leave the Buccaneers and he quits the team. And there's more and more of that attitude because what our culture celebrates is these highly successful people just have more talent. When the reality is success is more so a measure of how well you steward God-given gifts. It's the professionalism. How do you steward the fact that... So one example, even in my context, when we first started working together and we were making productions, every production felt like the Super Bowl to me because it was like... Oh my gosh, uh, this is going to be in front of people. There are going to be thousands of people watching at times, hundreds of thousands. It's going to be a whole thing. And I'd throw my entire self into it. I would probably, especially at first, lose track of time with everything else in my life. So I was uh, not at the gym. I wasn't drinking the right amount of water, which is such a basic but necessary thing. Anyways, I lost focus because this event is my Super Bowl. Well, what I do nowadays to jump forward and try to make a long story short is, not only is the show the Super Bowl, it's not like the thing God gave you has to go down in importance. It's that every conversation is the Super Bowl. It's that the logistics of the of the situation, like right now we're planning Easter, that is the Super Bowl for me. I want to bring the same level of, of uh, attention and intentionality to, hey, we're going to film here. We have to plan how we're going to do that. I used to be like, well, I'll figure that out. I'll rely on my last minute, whatever, but this is the more important thing. So, so what you're saying is, is that what anyone is working on, sometimes our goal is like, we'll show up and we'll figure it out. Yeah. The idea is that, um, the thing that everyone's going to notice me for, I'm going to put my attention on that, but the other stuff I can handle when the reality is I can't be a person without the grace of God. And I don't have to be. So people, the average person is talks all the time. You see it online about like, I'm stressed out. I'm on my grind. I'm on my hustle. I'm on this because I'm trying to get this and God's going to somehow make it happen with me. When it's like, actually, I can't, I can't be a functioning human being outside of the grace of God. I need God's grace just to exist. I need God's grace just to be, Hey, I'm going into a meeting after a meeting after a meeting. I'd love if I, if I could be present in all of those meetings, I need the grace of God to do that. So what it communicates to God is I value the gift you gave me, but I think I want a context around it that honors you as well. I don't just want to honor you with my okay, gift. Okay, okay. So so let's go back to the tree allegory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as the tree is growing, those two tent pegs with the wires that are pulling on it right. from both sides, right. the tension that is pulling well, on that tree. The pressure, the yeah. Pressure, uh-huh. The pressure, the pain that those wires are pulling on that small tree, yeah. it forces it to grow straight. Absolutely. And then at a certain point in that tree's life, mm-hmm. you can remove those poles. Right, right. And they can flourish 
without falling over. Exactly. Falling over. I see a lot of people fall over, dude. And it and it and it goes through because it's like, hey, I planted the tree, it's growing. Yeah. Why do I need these two posts? Right. Why do I need the wires that are pulling on the tension? Right. And it comes down to a this is the difference between, and I know I've said this before in a previous podcast, but I think it's it warrants us bringing it up again. Mm-hmm. A professional is not just hungry, they're starving. Mm. They're starving for wanting to do something great. Um, for us, mm-hmm. it is no one asks us, hey, the next production that you guys do, um, can you guys make it better? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, you know, like if we reuse a script, sure. Our goal is to go through that script and be like, okay, what is the Holy Spirit saying today? Now, yeah. today. 100%. That doesn't mean that we're like super spiritual. That doesn't even mean yeah. that we're like even the best at what we do. Right. It just, that is a process that we decided, let's yeah. lean into this. Yeah. It's a conviction. Right. It's not just passion. Right. Sometimes a talented person is passionate about songwriting. You're passionate about your vlog. Mm-hmm. Conviction. Mm-hmm. is listen i have three views on my vlog right and i've now uploaded 10 episodes mm-hmm. but my conviction says i'm going to get better at my blog right and i'm going to upload the 11th episode That's right because it's not about people seeing it it's about the way i view myself absolutely i view myself as a professional absolutely absolutely so the way that and you go well i, I mean because I think if people, uh, if they don't see immediate results, sometimes mm. they they back away. The tree falls over. The tree falls over, yeah. you know, or they get uprooted and they try to be planted somewhere else. Right. So I think wow. that a professional, <clears throat> and I'll say this, whatever you are hungry towards, um, and hunger is a great thing to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Hunger is a great thing to bring to the table. Yeah. Whenever... Um, the the cool thing is whenever I think about Daniel in the Old Testament, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he had a hunger for God. Right. And to the point to where he didn't, you know how, if you guys remember the dude who was uh, almost fed to the tigers. Yeah. The king kept on being impressed by him. Mm-hmm. Daniel wasn't doing it to impress the king. Right. He was hungry. Yeah. And the king noticed his hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Like he prayed with the windows open. Right. It wasn't to be like, screw you, government. Sure. It was like, no, this is what I'm about. Right. Right. I'm not passionate. I'm I'm I have a conviction. Yeah. So the difference between passion and conviction is there is something driving you that goes past the days that you don't want to do it. That goes past people pleasing. That goes past the affirmation of others. Yeah. That is conviction. That is the hunger towards like I'm not just hungry. Right. I'm starving right. because I want this so bad yeah. that I, I'm not going to be a mean person, but I want this so bad is that I'm going to lean into the grace of God and I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to make sure that when God comes to me, yeah. he's like, okay, the character is in place. The structure is in place. And this thing that this person has, this guy or girl has mm-hmm. built mm-hmm. within them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is ready for the next opportunity Mm -hmm. that I have for them. So that's the difference between talent and professional is that a professional is hungry. They prepare. And another thing is, is that like great communication. That doesn't mean that they have to be great at speaking. It is just thinking through your responsibilities, what you Mm -hmm. have responsibility for. So for Mm -hmm. instance, um, the one thing that I love is I also work in the school. Mm -hmm. Now there is a soccer coach, um, and 
they, uh, they're in soccer practice right now, but he consistently communicates with me about his soccer players coming to the weight room and working out. Mm -hmm. Hey, I just want to let you know, John, these next four weeks on this day, um, I would like for our guys to go in. If you want me to figure out a workout for them, that's fine. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 that's fine. And then he communicates it to me the day before. That's he could literally just tell the dudes, hey, go on over there. Right. And then they would show up and then I'd be frustrated because I'm already training a group of students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he communicates about that and then he says, Hey, I'm gonna be there. Um, I'm not going to uh like he he is not a weight trainer. He's mm -hmm. a soccer coach, but mm -hmm. he wants his soccer players to weight train. Right. So he's like I'm going to be in there and mm -hmm. on the dudes. So whatever you tell them to do, yeah. I'm going to stay on their rear to make yeah. sure that they're following through with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That way my guys are refreshing to you and not a mm. like a burden. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's a lot for a soccer coach. Yeah. You know? Right, right. And then afterwards, he comes to me and he goes, All right, guys, what do we say to Coach John? Wow. All the soccer coaches, thank you. Yeah. 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 He's making yeah. these 16 and 17 year olds because to right. him, because whenever I talk to him and he goes, Hey, mm -hmm. how do you think we did? How do you think I did? Is mm -hmm. there anything that I can do for you? Wow. And I'm like, Incredible. and then he'll text me mm -hmm. after and go, Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for, for like mm -hmm. being that. And I'm like this person mm -hmm. I would hire yeah. to work the front desk at, mm -hmm. you know, the Bellagio hotel, sure. like not because you go, well, what does that have to do with soccer? It's not about soccer. It's yeah. the things that he does that makes him professional yeah. that I could put him anywhere I and know that I trust this individual. Yeah. So if you go, well, the only way I can become a pastor is if I get better at preaching. No, if you are working as a janitor, uh -huh become the best at that. Absolutely. The only reason why Joseph continued to get promoted mm -hmm. was because he rocked it out in mm -hmm. the prison. Right. He rocked it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And he wasn't doing it right. to be promoted. Yeah. It's just, that's who he is. Yeah. Joseph is like, oh, I just happened to be a professional. So this is what I do. Mm -hmm. And then finally, when the time came, mm -hmm. he was tested. Yeah. He went through so many things, but that's what it, so I, I think it is really important for whatever you've been given to not just mm -hmm. multiply, but also work on, okay, how am I preparing? What am I hungry for? Is this like, am I, do I have a, a deep conviction in what I do of like, no, I make this excellent because I am a professional, Absolutely, whatever it is. Yeah. And even if you're a single parent mom, I am so impressed by this one single parent mother, what she does to make sure that her kids get, and, and obviously she doesn't like post on social media to shame other parents, but she totally could. But this one single parent mother, yeah. whenever I'm dropping off my kid, she has four kids, Yeah. single parent mom, elementary, elementary students, as she drops them off the snack, everything is perfect. Cutting off the crusts mm -hmm. off the yeah. sandwich, just the things that she does with intentionality. Right. I'm like, yeah. And she doesn't, I know that life is not easy for her. I'm sure. But she doesn't tell anyone. Wow. And that doesn't mean that like, oh, she needs to go to a therapist. I don't know her story. All right. I know is that she has every reason to be late. Mm -hmm. Single parent mother, four kids. Yeah. But she doesn't complain. Wow. She just shows up. Yeah. And I've, I've only had one or two conversations with her. But mm -hmm. when I watch her, I'm like, that woman is a professional. Wow. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, I'm like, Absolutely. God is doing something and setting something up for this mother yeah. that is going to like supersede her expectations just because of how she's handling this season of life. Wow. wow. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, a misconception I had before was like I was doing jobs before I got to be at Victory. I'm really grateful that God didn't let me work at Victory until I learned these <laughs> lessons because I would have I would have probably flunked out of Victory honestly. But I remember there were seasons where it was like no one sees the job I'm doing and no one sees how I'm doing this job back before like when I was like between 22 and 25 and it was like so what's the point? of being excellent. Oh, so whatever you're doing, if you're like, if no one is seeing this, I need to be, yeah. And my thing it was, I need, because I had attached my identity to what I did. And that was, that's the biggest evidence that that's the mistake you're making. If you're okay. waiting, if All you're right. reserving uh, professionalism and conviction and working hard and excellence for the day that you're being seen by people, then it's very clear. That's a symptom of my identity is wrapped up in what I do. Say but that one more time just to make sure that I understand. Absolutely. That. If you are wanting people to see what you do and you're, that's how you, you reserve your energy for that. You reserve your, ener you reserve your professionalism and energy for that. For when people are watching, then that's how you know your identity is wrapped up in what you're doing. She money. Yeah. But then I realized um, as that process, those two things broke apart and I realized like, I, I had the time I had a job I did not enjoy. It was like a 45 minute drive from my house. It was like a grueling amount of work that I was not naturally gifted at. I remember being on that drive every day being like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this and I don't want to work hard at this. And finally, I had to realize my value, my worth and how God sees me has nothing to do with how impressive my job is. And so as that broke apart, then I realized I should do I should work hard at this because I'm able to, because if I'm telling God, Hey, I want to audition for a bigger role in your kingdom. And he's going, great. Let's look at how you did this role. Let's there are people right mm. now that are, that have, um, have been casted in Easter faithful with the small 100%. And then what's the scripture? If you're faithful with the little things, God will trust you with more. That's that, but that goes with everything. 100%. Okay. Yeah. That can totally encapsulate everything that we're saying today. 100%. If you're faithful with the little thing, God will reward you with more. When Boom. you multiply, God's reward is more. God's um, reward is more responsibility. More responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So there are people we know that like we get, there's one guy in particular, we gave him like a pretty minor role. It was like, Hey, we need your help. Someone dropped out last minute. We were in very the Christmas honest. production. Yeah. In this past Christmas. I know who show. you're talking about. And we were like, Hey, here's, here's, you've got like four lines and we only just four lines. Yeah. And he took it and was working on it, had practiced it, was texting me like, hey, uh, I want to say it this way. Does that align with you and John's vision for what the and I'm like, OK, now this he has person a much is larger. A professional. Yeah, 100 percent professional. And like I have reverence not for my role in this show, but for the entire thing. So. I have learned from that and been like, okay, I need to have reverence, not just for what is Arvin performing and doing and accomplishing in the kingdom out of my fear of God comprehensively. I'm going to treat every person carefully. I'm going to be present wow, with every person. You know really what I mean? Good. So when your identity is removed from your performance and it's rooted in God knows me and I know God, then you, everything becomes extremely important, which means you need the grace of God to do it well. Yeah. When things become, yeah. Cause, and then you, you, and then the things that don't matter as much, uh, this sounds so like, well, duh, one plus one equals two, but the things you realize very quickly when those things become important to you, then you don't have the emotional energy of other things that you're like, man, I used to put so much value sure. on fill in the blank. Right. Right. What people thought of me, right. what, what my, uh, 
what I was doing and posting on my stories sure. for social media or sure. whatever. But whenever these things become important to you, then the reward is different than than maybe what it was before in a, in a previous season of life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that individual that Arvin is talking about, incredible individual, he now has a more prominent role, yeah. not because of like, wow, we saw this person's talent. It was, we know we can give this this part, this individual, mm-hmm. we, we can give this role to yeah. this individual, yeah. and this individual will take the role to a level that we couldn't even do on a script. Totally, totally. And I think that is so, cool absolutely and and the cool thing was is that it wasn't a rogue it was more so he kept on messaging you and being like hey is this okay for the vision of the show if i did this and this and that it wasn't like he just showed up and was like all right my turn my yeah my (laughs) turn to be awesome right um you know i think that's really really great i Uh i and as we are are transitioning another thing there's an ingredient so like let's say we are we have a blender Mm. And these are things that we are going to make a professional shake. That way when you drink it, you're like, hmm, that shake tasted professional. (laughs) It was about your preparation, your communication, your habits. The habits of a professional are just different. Some people are like, Mm -hmm. um, now, again, this, I don't want you guys to think that I'm being like, prideful or anything but there are certain i view myself as a professional even if you don't view me as that i john john views himself as that i view you as that well thank you i have one so (laughs) (laughs) but with that some people go how do you um how do you guys go with come up with doing these conferences this merch shoot Mm -hmm. you know these these small things like we have a night to honor israel in Mm -hmm. february and february (laughs) we have a night to honor israel in february there's also an encounter conference Mm -hmm. after this january nights of faith conference in the middle we are also filming for easter and then the easter production is coming up in uh in April, right after spring break missions, there's always something yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people go, when do you guys have time to write these scripts and the songs and then figure out the wardrobe and the makeup and then cast the, the mm-hmm. thing is, is that I have realized I am not, I'm not talented enough to like wait. Mm-hmm. So I've decided I'm gonna work on these things mm-hmm. year around. Right. 365 days out of the year, yeah. I'm gonna do a little bit every day. Right. You know, right. and and I'm grateful and I'm blessed to like now that I kind of know what's coming when. Yeah. That now I'm like okay, I am now. It is now July third. Yeah. Um. You know. It, you know. It's like in the summer. At this point, I should be doing this today mm-hmm. for Christmas. Yeah. And it's like well, that's really far out. But the goal is not to jam everything in. Right. It is to be consistent in the small atomic habits. Mm -hmm. There are atomic habits like brushing your teeth or tying your shoes that every single day that when you when you look Mm -hmm. from a eagle's perspective, you go, whoa, all of that Mm -hmm. compiled together. I saw some great results. Mm -hmm. Usually great results come from the small habits daily. The other thing that I think is also in the ingredients of a professional is the pain that you go through. Mm. (laughs) So the pain that you go through is uh, there is two different types of pain. And yesterday we were teaching in our School of Creative Arts, which is at Victory College. Really great track. Um, If you're looking to uh, grow in whether it's film photography or worship and writing and all those types of things, we were teaching this creative process class and Arvin, you said something yesterday about there are two types of pain. 
Yeah, there are uh, pain that's going to strengthen you, like the pain you feel when you're in the gym and you're pushing weight and it's you're doing everything right, but it really hurts. And then and you, and you may not see results after a week. No, you're not. You're not going to. In fact, it's not a, a, a question. It's going to take months and months and months, if not years. Uh, and then there's the pain of like. If I was shot by a bullet, if I got shot, that the pain I feel there is not strengthening me. And the reason I brought it up was because there is when you follow God and you trust God and you're pursuing his will for your life. It definitely is a painful process, especially at first, especially like when you're really asking God for bigger, greater things, because it's completely transforming you. There's that process. There are also people who will avoid pain as they're trying to get God's will for their life. And the point I wanted to make in that moment was the pain you will feel long term when you avoid the processes God enrolls you in Mm. will be the gunshot wound. It's not good. So if pain. you're like, oh, I, I don't, this hurts, this hurts, I don't want to go, I want to do something else. <laughs> right, right. If, if, if you're avoiding the painful processes God has for you, then the pain you're going to feel long term is far, far worse. Because at least the pain that you're, it, basically I'm saying don't waste your pain. And Pastor Paul preached about it this past Sunday. Yeah. The, the, uh, I forgot. The book the, of Joshua. The, yeah, exactly. And just saying like, not all pain is bad, but there's got to be a purpose to this pain. So basically... Are you going to invest your pain into getting better or are you going to let your pain just be the pain of debt? And it's like, yeah, I I avoided progress. I avoided hard work. I avoided being professional. I relied on my talents. I relied on willpower. I relied on my feelings to align with God's will. Pretty soon you'll hit a lid. And there's a lot of pain there when you hit that lid. You're going to hit it really hard. Yikers. Whereas... So, and and one thing that I think was really good that Pastor Paul brought up is it says that God doesn't send pain, but he uses it to purify you. Exactly. God doesn't send pain, but he uses it to purify you. The version of you on the other side of whatever pain that you're walking through, things don't get easier. You get stronger. 100%. Things don't get easier, but you will get stronger. Absolutely. And this is the, and you go, so is this going to make me a professional? It's, it's less about that. You will become a professional as a byproduct. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. Like, I, it, it's not like you're like, I'm going through this pain to become a professional. No, that's going to be a byproduct. Mm-hmm. The goal is to be pure. Right. And God uses those things to purify you. One thing that uh, he was talking about the book of Joshua and before, so they crossed the Jordan. And all of these people that as they crossed the Jordan with Joshua, they were born in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. They were born in the wilderness and their parents actually died for wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. So as their parents died, they did not know they, these, these dudes Mm -hmm. and these were, did not know parting the Red Sea. Yeah. That was their parents were there for that. Sure. So the very first thing that they saw was crossing the Jordan. And before they went to battle Jericho, mm-hmm. God told Joshua, he said, circumcise all of these dudes. <laughs> now these dudes were grown. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if you're if you're a guy and you're listening to this or what you're yeah, like, oh ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. what he was doing was as he was purifying them that because a circumcision obviously we know what that is sure um but it represented a purification before because the very next thing that god was going to ask them to do was to march around a city yeah seven times and then shout right so 
before doing that, like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, there has to be a little bit of a God, if you ain't doing this, it ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, so after he was like, they crossed the Jordan on dry ground, he gets on the other side. He's like circus circumcise all of these men. And, and Joshua does it. Yeah. They circumcise all of these men. And it says, stay in the camp and heal. Wow. So after the pain, take your time to heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for tomorrow I'm going to do wonders among you. Incredible. So I feel like there was that pain. They experienced a miracle. Mm-hmm. Then they experienced pain. Mm-hmm. Then they experienced healing from that pain. Yeah. And only after that, after that process, yeah. God was like, now these people I can trust to tell them to shout at a brick wall, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and do these things. Yeah. And the walls will fall. Right. And so anyways, Maybe the things that we are praying for, the dreams, the Jerichos that we are praying for, Mm -hmm. there may be a purifying process that you'll have to go through before the walls fall, before you take your Jericho, that dream, that thing that you're going after. And all of this stuff Mm -hmm. is the ingredients and the process and the small things of a professional. And it's those things that God does in you that you go, well, how in the world am I going to achieve you know, this thing that God has put on my heart. Well, with man, it's impossible, but with God, all of it is possible. All of it is possible. Yeah. But God's possibilities always come after God's process. That's right. God's possibilities always come after God's process, his process of purification, his process of those things that you're doing when no one is, is looking of getting that conviction of being consistent, of being consistent when it doesn't make sense to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. of continuing to show up. And so I want to encourage you, all of you who are listening to this, that means that you have kept showing up. Right. You're here today. Right. There is a reason, and your best days are in front of you because you are aligning your behind the scenes yeah. with what God has in store for you. If you saw what God had for you, you would not be questioning the process and the structure right. and the professionalism that he's building in you right now. That's right. Yeah. And if your pain isn't going away, it mm-hmm. might as well go to work. I'm going to yeah. say it again. If your pain isn't going away, it might, it as, might well. as well go to work. Wow. And that work is the purification and of building that professionalism in you, that conviction in you, that consistency in you of learning how to do all the small things from how to communicate well how to leave well, how to transition well. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes if you're a professional and you're transitioning onto that next season, transitioning well is a thing that most people cannot do. Mm -hmm. So you actually learn how to leave one season well, and that may be relationships, that may be a job, that may be something. And that way it, it sets you up for going into this next season that God is going to do supernatural things that people go, how in the world did this happen? And then you go, well, with me, it's impossible, but with God, it's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I need to say amen to all of that. There's really not much I could add, but thank you for listening to behind the scenes of our best days. We love you. See you later. See ya. See ya.